It's Wednesday, July 31st. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're diving into the big talker from last night's debate, Medicare for All. We'll connect the dots on how deep the divide is between moderate and progressive Democratic candidates and what to expect on night two. Then, the Fed is cutting interest rates for the first time in a decade. We'll give you the details on what this could mean for you. And finally, when life gives you grasshoppers, make a pizza. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. The most complicated story today is about health care. Around 1 in 10 Americans don't have health insurance, and those that do pay a lot for it. Healthcare is more expensive in the U.S. than in any other developed country. If you watched last night's Democratic debate in Detroit on CNN, you know that basically all the Democratic presidential candidates want to fix that. But they're divided over how to do it. Progressive candidates like Senator Elizabeth Warren and Senator Bernie Sanders think the government should provide everyone with health care. They call it Medicare for all. Sanders says our friends are already doing it. Five minutes away from here, John, is a country. It's called Canada. They guarantee health care to every man, woman, and child as a human right. They spend half of what we spend. And by the way, when you end up in a hospital in Canada, you come out with no bill at all. Health care is a human right, not a privilege. I believe that. I will fight for that. But other Dems on stage said, let's not go overboard. And things got heated. Former Congressman John Delaney and Warren got into it. We should deal with the tragedy of the uninsured and give everyone health care as a right. But why do we got to be the party of taking something away no, from people? No one is the okay, party. Hold on, hold That's on one second, what Senator. they're running on. They're no. running on telling half the country that your health insurance is illegal. It says it right in the bill. And the debate over health care is probably going to continue tonight when the second set of Democratic candidates go on stage for part two of round two. So today we're going to get into what we mean by Medicare for all how it's different from the current healthcare system, and how it's part of a bigger fight in the Democratic Party. Okay, so first, what is Medicare for all? Depends on who you ask. First, Medicare is government-run health insurance for people 65 and older. It's taxpayer-funded, but you pay into it now to get access later, like Social Security. Medicare is just basic. It doesn't cover everything. Some private insurers sell something called Medicare Advantage to fill in the gaps. And enrollees still have to pay premiums and co-pays. Sanders and Warren want to change that. Their Medicare for All means everyone in the U.S. enrolling in a new government-run health insurance program within four years. Like Medicare, it would be paid for by the government, meaning taxpayers. But everyone would be able to enroll at any age. Their plan also says no premiums and few or no co-pays. It would cover all basic medical needs, including dental and vision. But everyone would have to get on board. Sanders' plan would virtually get rid of private insurers, except for things like cosmetic surgery. That was a big debate point last night, and it's probably going to come up again tonight. Senator Kamala Harris also has a Medicare for All plan. But it's a little different. Everyone would transition to the new plan within 10 years, as opposed to four. And with Harris's plan, private insurers could still exist. But they'd have to operate within the Medicare system and play by Medicare rules. One concern some Dems have is about rural hospitals, 
which often rely on payments from private insurance companies to stay afloat. Some candidates worry that without private insurers paying steeper prices, those hospitals would close. So how is Medicare for All different from what we have now? Right now, we have the Affordable Care Act, aka Obamacare. Obamacare did a lot of things, but mainly it created individual insurance markets that allowed you to buy insurance if you don't get it through your job. It allowed more lower-income people to enroll in another government-run program called Medicaid. And it allowed you to stay on your parents' insurance until you turned 26. Basically, Obamacare expanded healthcare access, but it didn't give everyone insurance outright. That's what you might hear Obama's VP, Joe Biden, talking about tonight. He's the frontrunner among the Dems, and he's not about Medicare for all. He says it doesn't make sense to dismantle Obamacare, and he doesn't want people to lose insurance they like. He wants to build on the ACA and create something called a public option. That would be a government-backed insurance plan that would compete with private insurers instead of replacing them. And you could choose to be on it or not. But the argument over Medicare for All is exposing a much bigger divide in the Democratic Party between progressives and moderates. Moderate candidates like John Delaney say Medicare for All is all rainbows and unicorns. He says Republicans would block it and taxpayers wouldn't pay for it. Moderates say it's not doable, at least not anytime soon. But the progressive wing, like Sanders and Warren, and also some of the new recruits in Congress, are pushing for big ideas. Free college tuition, universal pre-K, and yeah, health insurance for everyone. Warren says taxes will go up for billionaires and corporations to get health care. But for the average middle-class family, total costs would go down. And she says this is a fight about what the party stands for. We are the Democrats. We are not about trying to take away health care from anyone. That's what the Republicans are trying to do. And we should stop using Republican talking points in order to talk with each other about how to best provide that health care. So what's the skim? Bigger picture, Democrats are arguing over ideology and how each of them would run the country better than President Trump whose administration is right now arguing in federal court that Obamacare is unconstitutional. But President Trump is aware of voters' concerns over high health care costs. Taking a cue from Bernie Sanders, Trump is looking north. His administration just announced a proposal today that would allow states to buy cheaper prescription drugs. From, you guessed it, Canada. If you're prepping for part two of round two tonight and want to know other big issues they're talking about, or just get a refresher on, oh yeah, who's running again? Head over to theskim.com slash 2020. The Skim HQ hopes that your out-of-office reply has been on as much as possible this summer. But we hope that you're not only using that downtime to catch some sun. We want you to make the most of your downtime by using it to improve your financial health. Together with our friends at Fidelity, we've created guides that will help you say aloha to better money habits and chow to bad money moves. Things like how to build your safety net, how to get better at budgeting, and the one-on-one on saving for a vacation. To get all that and much more, head on over to theskim.com slash summer. That's theskim with two M's dot com slash summer. The Federal Reserve announced today that it's lowering interest rates by a quarter of a percentage point. The outlook for the U.S. economy remains favorable, and this action is designed to support that outlook. That's Jerome Powell, 
the chair of the Federal Reserve, a.k.a. the Fed. It's in charge of regulating banks and keeping the economy stable. And one way to do that is to control the interest rates, which is what the Fed is talking about today. They move the needle up and down, but today's a big deal. It's the first time the Fed has cut rates since it dropped them to virtually zero after the 2008 financial crisis. Which might make you think, "Uh uh-oh, what does that mean? Obviously, the economy was in a huge recession then. But take a deep breath. The economy is doing pretty well right now. Unemployment is low and consumers are spending. But even though inflation has been pretty stable, which is good, it's below the 2% rate that the Fed usually likes to see. So why is the Fed doing this? We've been hearing a lot of mixed messages. Some people think that interest rates are only being cut because of pressure from the Oval. President Trump has really been campaigning for it. Why? Lower rates are generally good for the economy. It lowers the cost of borrowing money, so businesses invest more and consumers buy more, which can also bump up inflation. Just a titch. It's really a Goldilocks kind of thing. The Fed likes inflation to be just right. Others say this is preventative. Even though the U.S. has been doing well, global economic growth has been slowing, and U.S. trade is a little uncertain. U.S. negotiators were just in China trying to restart a trade deal, and other countries have been dropping rates, too. Today, Powell said it was door number two. The committee still sees a favorable baseline outlook. Over the year, however, incoming information on global growth, trade policy uncertainty, and muted inflation have led the committee to gradually lower its assessments of the path of policy interest rate that would best support that outlook. A quarter of a percentage point might not seem like a lot, but there are pretty big implications. So what do lower interest rates mean for you? First, if you've maxed out your credit card, it might be good for your wallet. Credit card companies often lower their rates when the Fed does, which would make it easier to pay off your balance. Remember, the whole point of lowering interest rates is to get people to spend more. One downside? Lower interest rates also often means you're earning less interest on the savings you've got in the bank. And another thing, low interest rates could weaken the US dollar. That'll probably make some international vacations more expensive but it'll make other countries more interested in buying U.S. exports. So staycations and international trade might both come back in style. But to be clear, don't expect any big changes overnight. Fed Chair Powell came into the central bank picture in early 2018. This cut is a big test, and nobody wants to see him fail. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from Las Vegas. And a grasshopper invasion. You heard that right. Swarms of grasshoppers are flooding the city. As in, they look like storms on the weather radars. Experts say it's because Vegas has had unusually wet weather this year. And all those Las Vegas lights are a bug magnet. Some say, gross. Others say, grub. And the pizza place called Evil Pie has an idea to turn the plague into a profit. Serving up a pizza called the Canyon Hopper. It's chorizo, goat cheese, caramelized onions, arugula, and lime and garlic roasted grasshoppers. But don't worry, those grasshoppers are food grade imported from Mexico, not the ones flying into windshields. 
The pizzeria is just jumping on the edible insect food fad. Apparently, the global market for edible bugs is expected to grow to over $1 billion by 2023. So bug bites are big business. And as it turns out, also a good source of protein. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks for listening, and we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review. And remember, if you want to know more about the 2020 candidates and the issues the Democrats are talking about tonight, we have more on our website, theskim.com slash 2020. And we'll have full coverage of tonight's Dem debates in tomorrow's Daily Skim.